Welcome to the check-in. My name is David Gunger. Today I'm filling in for David Kataba. As peacemakers, how should we respond to what is happening in Ukraine? At Telos, we've always emphasized that peacemakers do not sit on the fence of a conflict, but must choose a way forward. While none of us on the Telos team are experts on Ukraine or Russia, we stand on the side of international law and against the appalling act of aggression that Putin is carrying out against the people of Ukraine. In the coming days and weeks, we urge you not to turn away from what is happening in Ukraine and Russia, but to seek out and to listen to trusted sources, to bear witness, and where possible, to act. Ukrainian President Zelensky spoke in an appeal to the Russian people on Wednesday evening. Quote, It is about the right to self-determination that every person might determine their own future. It is the right of every society and of every person to security, to a life without threats. Our work at Telos is to further access these rights of security, dignity, and freedom for all people. I encourage you to sign up for our newsletter at telosgroup.org to learn more about how we, together as a community, will be responding to this situation. Today's check-in, we are going to be talking to two members of our team who actually have recently been on the road leading trips in the Holy Land and in the American South. All right, Mike, where are you checking in from? Checking in from cold and snowy Colorado Springs. Now, Mike, you just led a trip to the American South. Can you tell us a little bit about that trip that you just led? Yeah, it was uh, an amazing experience. We had uh, 10 representatives from an agency in the Phoenix area, uh, ranging from their chief uh, down to officers and detectives. And uh, they were the pilot group. And really just, uh, we did a trip through the Deep South. If you've been on a uh, Telos uh, trip uh, down there, it's a very similar experience with some modifications for the law enforcement audience. And really it was to invite them on this journey to explore racial and social justice and really to look at what is it, what does it truly mean to be a peacemaker uh, in the law enforcement world? We talk and we say a lot, blessed are the peacemakers and there's t-shirts and plaques and posters about that. But do we really take a deep dive and understand um, the just how um, the true substance of being a peacemaker. And so uh, we went through for that week and it was just an amazing experience, far exceeded uh, every expectation and for for everybody, it was great. Mike, you obviously go through the full telos experiences of learning about race in America, specifically through the slave trade, all the way through Jim Crow and civil rights movement, and as well as issues today. I understand it was a pretty diverse group. In that type of scenario, were people guarded or how did they how did they receive the trip and how did our partners on the ground receive them? Yeah, great question. So the the group that we had intentionally was very diverse. And we really have uh, four or five, you know, criteria that we look at when we invite people on this particular, you know, trip. And, and the first one is the kind of that, that diversity from the trip from race, gender, you know, experience, line level uh, management, 
uh, leadership and that sort of thing. So that's important. Additionally, you've got to be fun to be around because we're with you in close quarters for a week. Um, somebody who's influential, and that's loosely defined personal, professional, you know, circle of influence that they leverage. Uh, somebody that's still learning, you know, have an open, open mind uh, to get, kind of go through this uh, process. And then uh, lastly, that they'll be just responsible and, and, uh, you know, we don't want anybody to do, you know, harm to, you know, uh, for law enforcement, for the people that we're meeting with and, you know, that sort of thing. And so this group was amazing, uh, just incredible. And they, uh, when you, when you go through a trip, a Telos trip, and you, you're trying to get to a place where there is uh, some mutual vulnerability so that you can really, there's, you know, humility amongst the group that you kind of just dive in and, and, uh, and learn. And what we talked about is uh, we touched on two of the major uh, principles of peacemaking. You know, the first one is that we lean in and to listen, to understand. And related to that is uh, sometimes uh, there are multiple truths that we need to learn to just hold in tension and process through those. And for this group, you know, I was hoping that within two, two and a half, maybe three days, we would kind of hit that that space. And to their credit, uh, they came in and no exaggeration within two hours, we're, uh, we're just diving in vulnerability, started talking about fear, the mutual fear that everybody has in this conversation and encounters and was really, really powerful. And then the folks on the ground were uh, the, the partners, uh, which are just, you know, are the are the are the true heroes of the uh, Telos team on the ground that we get to meet with and and I would say in every every meeting every session that we went through uh, if I could say if I could use one one phrase I would say that everybody saw the humanity of everybody else that was in the room you know from our people on the ground towards law enforcement and law enforcement towards our folks on the ground and it was a very powerful place to start from a lot of our, you know, conversations, difficult uh, things that um, we needed to experience and see, but it was, it was, uh, uh, it was an, it was just incredible. Mike, when you say that word uh, fear, and you talk a little bit about the fears that people have on the ground um, related to law enforcement, what were some of the fears that came up um, for your group as far as what they were experiencing as a law enforcement officer? What are some of the fears that they experience? Yeah, so there was a real powerful moment when, you know, we're getting, you know, kind of some instruction and some presentations on, you know, uh, some uh, some people from some communities. There's just that apprehension of that fear when there's that, you know, police encounter. You know, everybody, most everybody has that, you know, when you see that police car behind you, you're driving, you're, you're checking your speed limit. There's just those things that we do because there's that, you know, that level of fear. But for some people, it's, it's, it's deeper than that, either from their own experience, from things that they've heard, things that they've seen. And sometimes in some cases, uh, unfortunately, a deep history, you know, of, of some, some wrongdoing. And, and so there's this fear that we talked about. Well, then the law enforcement audience you know, one of the officers there said, you know, what's interesting is in those very same encounters of every single, you know, um, situation we talked through, I have as an officer just as much fear in that moment. And, and then the other officers in the room talked about that very same fear from a different perspective, clearly, 
but talking through the fear of, you know, number one, you don't, you don't want to be, you know, the, the ultimate, you don't want to have some situation where you lose your life, uh, and your family is, you know, uh, loses a loved one. And two, I, you know, I don't want this to become a super negative thing. I just, I want to help people. I want to do my job. I want to do those things. And so we just really, it was just, it was a powerful moment. I think everybody in the room, um, was just, there, there actually was like a, almost a, a moment of silence of just taking that all in that, you know, that there in those encounters that everybody is experiencing fear in that moment. And so then we started talking through what is that, you know, what does that look like? How do we work through that? And really for a lot of the stops we made along the way in this trip, uh, really helped, uh, kind of lean into that a little bit more and how do we, you know, how do we, uh, process through now the group met with members of the community, uh, all throughout the South, including New Orleans and, and Mississippi and in Alabama. And I'm wondering for some of the people that are on our ground, on the ground, the partners that we have on the ground there, they've had experiences um, that are incredibly negative with our justice system and with law enforcement officers. Um, and I think of stories like Jerome and different uh, partners that we have on the ground. I'm wondering how did they receive these officers how what was the mood like for the people that were actually hosting us yeah well as as part of the you know telos team and previous trips you know we've been doing the the groundwork with our partners really laying out the vision for the law enforcement trip and talking with them and and and, and to a person uh they've been really excited to dive into this and to kind of go where I don't think anybody across the country is going as far as with law enforcement, and at least I haven't seen it. And so they were um, they were eager, uh, and at the same time, it was the unknown, you know, because partially because of that fear thing. Everybody um, from all sides thinks they have everything figured out from the other perspective. And when we met with Jerome specifically, uh, which was on that Friday, and Friday was a tough day for the group. Um, and the morning portion, there was a portion spent with Jerome. And if you've not been around Jerome, if you don't know Jerome's story, Jerome, uh, and I'm, I'm it's his story to tell, but you know, two hours, uh, to, excuse me, uh, 20 years of his best years of his life, uh, in prison for a murder that he didn't commit. And, uh, sadly brothers and sisters in law enforcement of mine, I mean, played a, played a role in that. Uh, not by themselves, but def definitely played a role. And Jerome is a very soft-spoken um, uh, man. And so he just went through his story, and you could have heard a pin drop in that in that room. And, you know, when it was done, one of the detectives who was on the trip who investigates violent crimes, and he's, he made the comment, he came up to me and then later told the group, he says, you know, I would rather be shot than, than to think that I may have done something to take away 20 years of somebody's life like Jerome that has to go to prison. And that was a real uh, impactful you know, moment. So, uh, and, and the connection with Jerome and the officers was amazing. Uh, they uh, you know, shared pictures with each other. Uh, Jerome uh, hung out and, and had lunch with us and 
it was it was uh, it was really neat. I know some of them have been in contact uh, since the since the trip. Uh, and then later on that day, we go to Studio B, uh, and there's some other parts of the trip that we do that day too. But we go to Studio B, and and there's there's a portion of that room, and I won't spoil it because it's more impact. If you haven't seen it, it's more impactful if you just go and experience it for the first time. But there, there there's a, a some displays, and one in particular that if you're in law enforcement, it's kind of a gut punch, and and you know so there, uh, you know I was talking to one of the officers afterwards, and he. Um, clearly was having a, a reaction to that. And he looked at me and, and, uh, kind of in a somber tone, uh, almost tears in his eyes, just said, you know, I just want to help people. I just want to do good and help people. And this is how they see me. And in those moments for everybody, but certainly in law enforcement, we have to decide, okay, where do I go from here? I can either close myself off. I can either build a wall. I can either, you know, go back behind the secure doors and and just realize that this is just it and leave it at that moment. Or, or we can lean in and go, I need to figure this out because ultimately I do want to help people. And I can't do that if, uh, if I don't lean in, listen to understand, if I don't hold some different truths in tension and to this person's credit and to all the officers that were on this trip from the chief down to, you know, there was commanders, lieutenants, um, uh, officers and detectives. They leaned into this conversation. And when we were all done by the end of the week, uh, it was a typical Telos trip. People were exhausted. Uh, you know, it's a, they're fast moving to get a lot in and a lot of experiences. But they... Um, you know, as I've talked to them and they've provided some feedback, talk about just transformative, talk about one person was talking about, man, I don't know. Sometimes we focus so much on what it means to police a community and we really need to take a step back and say, what does it mean to be a peacekeeper in our community? Because that's what most of our certifications say. They say you're a peace officer. And, you know, so, it, it, you know, they're still processing that agency is still having some after 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 action conversations about the trip. Uh, I'm told that uh, in a command staff meeting uh, a week after the trip, uh, I was talking to the chief and he said, you know, he goes, this is one of the most uh, real conversations that we've had in quite a while about some of these issues. And it's just a starting a starting point. So. I don't know. They were just, they were just incredible. And, and, and I couldn't be prouder to be part of kind of the Telos team and kind of diving into this space that nobody, I don't think really effectively has dove into yet. And like, you're, you're going to be leading more trips for Telos with more officers. Is that correct around the country? Yeah. We're in the process of, you know, scheduling additional trips. Uh, likely we'll start with different regions of the country and so we're already making those connections and uh, scheduling, you know, future trips. And, you know, the, the crazy dream is down the road, we'll be doing at least one, maybe two a month uh, to, you know, to the deep south going through this. And, and the important thing really is, uh, and, and we talk about it, is it's not just going like all of our the Telos trips. You, you can't just go to a place and leave that place and go, well, thank God I don't live there. You know, what you're going is we're trying to treat tr- uh train skills and abilities and a humility that they can go back to their own environments, their own contexts, 
and and pick up these conversations, which was happening with this group, you know, from Arizona and, you know, from, you know, hopefully with, you know, groups in the, uh, in the future. And Mike, just to close us out, um, as you talked about our partners being the lifeblood of who Telos is, um, can you give us an update about our partners uh, down south in Louisiana who experienced so much heartache through the last hurricane that came through? You know, the, a couple trips, uh, we did a trip late last year. Uh, non, it wasn't a law enforcement trip, but I think it was in November, October, November in that time frame. And we couldn't go down to the go down to the you know coast of Louisiana uh, down there in the Bayou and the Homa tribe because they just got rocked by Hurricane Ida, and we were fortunate that on this trip we were able to go down there. And for those of you that, that don't understand, like it's a commitment to go down there. Like it 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 is out of the way to go down there. It is you know when you look at the calendar, it's like it's the quickest thing to look at and go, man, maybe we just cut that. Uh, and, but we've, we've made a commitment to go down there. And, and when we went down there and we met with Reverend Kirby and I, as we came around the corner, if, if you've been to his place, we came around the corner, uh, and you made the, make that right turn and his church is there. And, and I, I got emotional right off the bat. Cause I mean, it was that the church was, it was, um, I can't describe it. It was, it just was, the damage was incredible. And, I, I was taking back because I know how much that church and the people there mean to that community. They are the community there. And Reverend Kirby got on the bus and, and he, you know, uh, David, get a tour as he does with that whole area. Uh, we had a, a lunch with, you know, a local restaurant, you know, there like Telus does to invest in communities that we go spend time in. And, and, and when we got back and we dropped him off at the church and uh, myself and, and uh, DCAT, uh, David Catabaugh, we got off the bus to just, you know, thank him. And, and, uh, you know, you're trying to find the right words in those moments because they've got a lot, they're still trying to work through a lot of damage. They're trying to you know figure out how to, you know, rebuild. And he looked at us and he said, I want to thank you for coming. I want to thank you for coming back. You give us hope and you give us encouragement every time you come here. And it's never been more truer than now. And as I get a little bit emotional, as, he, as I'm remembering living that moment, you know, it was just, it was just really powerful. And, um, and one of the things that we talked about on the law enforcement trip is that there are Reverend Kirby's all over our, in, in many, if not most, in all of our communities. And what we talked about is, is sometimes we just really have to do the legwork to find them and how do we partner with them and how do we build relationships to impact communities through them who are already doing the work. And Reverend Kirby's like that. And he's just one of uh, many incredible people that we have on the ground and partners that we work with. And, um, you know, I think we forget sometimes we go through, we forget sometimes just showing up means a lot. Well, Mike, we're so glad. Um, I mean, glad is an understatement. We are so honored and, uh, and, and honestly uh, inspired by the work that you're doing um, here at Telos and the work that you're doing um, all around our nation. So we thank you. Thanks for joining us today. We love you. And uh, thanks for checking in with us today. All right. Thanks, David. So, Jack, where are you checking in from? I'm back in the office in Jaffa. And tell me about uh, your last 10 days. What happened in the Telos world in the Holy Land? We had an exciting 10 days. Um, we are, we're back on the road in Israel-Palestine with... 
a Telos delegation uh, from your hometown, DG. Um, so they were there were um, a cohort of pastors and some parishioners from Good Shepherd, New York, um, some old friends. Um, so it was really exciting to to kind of kick off the new travel season in Israel Palestine after nearly two years uh, on hiatus. Um, it was, you know, going into this and planning for this was a little bit nerve wracking, but the whole group got in without COVID and they left without COVID. Um, and then the part on the ground was really exciting, really um, full of fun and laughter and just, uh, it was a fun group. It was a great group to start with. You who live there, you know, you get to see our partners more, but this was the first time we got to bring like groups back to a lot of partners. How, how was it for our partners on the ground hosting and, and seeing a lot of these, these people? They were excited. They were excited. It just, it was the first indication that we are kind of moving back to normal. And everyone is um, nervous about even uttering those words in order not to get too excited in case things shut down again. But everyone, you know, and everyone from like our friend and driver, Zeki, um, hugging us all, hugging Todd, seeing Michael Regina and getting, you know, people that he hasn't seen for even more, more time before COVID um, and remembering them. Um, the guides that we work with, it was just like hugs all around, re real excitement all around that thing. These are people that we miss, we haven't seen in almost two years, some of them. Um, and that slowly, this is an indication that things are going back to, to normal. There, there's some kind of normalcy that everyone is, is um, aspiring for. And this was a, a symbol of that. Um, you, had a, you had a question about how were things on the ground? And it was, um, we were a little bit spoiled actually in some of the biblical sites. We had the Church of Nativity to ourselves, um, almost. We had uh, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre almost to ourselves. The the folks uh, got to go in and, and see the tomb and without really long lines. So I just told them, you know, don't don't get used to it. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back to, to a lot of a lot more visitors. But it was it's a good time to come in. Uh, to the land when it's when it's still early enough for that. Jack, we are so grateful for you, for your leadership, and for Carly, and for all the hard work that you put in to help make sure that these trips go smoothly. If you're interested in joining a trip, please go to telusgroup.org. Jack, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, David. We will be back with a brand new check-in. David Catable will return with the rest of our team. Thanks for listening. My name's David Gunger. I hope that you'll stay curious. Everyone